Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82, a psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good afternoon, everyone. This is Kennard Levy-Brown speaking. I'm your host for the Merciful Service of God Biblical Instructional Program on Blog Talk Radio. I've been on the air since, I think, the fall of 2007, and I have produced over uh, 300, I think this is 330 podcasts, so feel free to uh, participate in learning from them and also sharing them with your loved ones if they have a desire to want to learn the truth of a Bible. And so I'm going to cover a topic, and I usually try to do 15 minutes, and I seem to never get the 15 minutes done, so maybe I'll just extend this to a 30-minute message because it's difficult to condense everything in 15 minutes. I'm try. I think I'll still try to do the 15 minutes, but if it goes over, it goes over, so... Um, this is a title that I don't know if too many people really have thought about, but is it possible to righteously offend? What we know is, is certainly possible. And the trend in most of the time is that people unrighteously offend. Um, like say, for instance, a father with a child, he over disciplines and then he, uh, influences or incites his children to uh, act in a violent or unlawful way. And so that's something that we should never do. That's the wrong type of offending or provoking. However, is there a righteous provoking? Yes, the Bible reveals that. And I hope this program will be a help. I know it's going to be a help to me. I, I learned some things studying this. And I hope that you do too. And so anyway, did you know that Yeshua or Jesus offended people? <laughs> he did, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is revealed in Matthew chapter 13, verse 57 to 58. And I'm going to read the scripture to you. If you're following along with me, uh, you'll, you'll see the scriptures uh, typed on, on the screen. And it says, and they were offended in him. But Yeshua or Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor save in his own country and in his own home, okay? And that is so true. You don't even have to be a prophet. You can teach a prophet's message, which, which is the Bible. So teaching the words of God is a prophet's message because the word of God is a prophet, is Yeshua. And if you're preaching the word of God, uh, the people that, unfortunately, uh, you can find out in, in your family, uh, it could be your spiritual family, uh, your physical family, you know, my parents and, and, and my sister, they don't really understand what I'm doing. 
and so forth. And and, uh, and of course, in your own country, United States, uh, I know most people don't listen to what I have to say or, or the few others that are actually teaching the truth or what they're saying. So this this is true. I know from personal experience that this this statement that he's making, a prophet or someone who's preaching the word of God, is is normally not without honor, except in his own country and in his own home. That can refer to your physical family, spiritual family, and so forth. And he did not many mighty works there. Why? Because of their unbelief. So being offended also has something to do with not believing, not believing what the master has taught you. Now, what is the... um, what is the Greek word in the Hebrew equivalent uh, for this? All right, well, let's go and, and do a, what is called an exegesis here and find that out. So I'm going to go to Genesis, not Genesis, I'm sorry. I'm going to go to where the scripture was located as far as him being provoked. And we're going to find out. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, verse 57 to 58. 57 to 58. So, uh, what I do here, I'm using eSword, and I'll just click on offended, and it gives me the the Koine Greek or the Hebrew Greek that was uh, written for the for the New Testament, and also for the Septuagint, which was the first Greek translation, the first translation to another language of the uh, of the Old Testament starting with the first five books and so the Greek word for this is scan the uh, scan the lizo scan the lizo okay and it means to scandalize to entrap to trip to entice to sin apostasy so uh, that's that's what being offended means it, it, you, you get to a sinful state Okay, and that can certainly happen. Uh, somebody can offend you in the wrong way, but uh, somebody can offend you in the right way. And you can still be in this situation. And of course, we know that Yeshua never sinned, and so it wasn't their fault that they got offended. And so I've written about this in this uh, document that I hopefully I'll, I'll revise and then probably uh, make a website out of it. But anyway. I have here, is it possible to righteously offend? Yes, it is. And they stumbled at him. And this is the scriptures version. But but he said to them, a prophet is not unappreciated except in his own country and in his own house. And that is so true. The word stumbled is translated offended in the King James Version and the Greek word scandalizo. And that's uh, G4624 Strong's. It means to cause to stumble and fall. So, if you live by the truth, you will be persecuted, and many people will be offended. They will be offended. And that is, that's not your fault that the people uh, get rebellious, and they don't want to hear the word of God, and they cause themselves to sin. Okay? That's, that's what happened to Cain. Cain got offended because of Abel's righteousness. It wasn't Abel's fault that Cain couldn't control himself, and he ended up killing his brother. Right? And so if you live by the truth, you will be persecuted and many people will be offended. True Torah teachers are also persecuted or ministers or rabbis. And many people stumble because of their biblical messages. And then in Luke 6, verse 22 to 23, it says, Blessed are ye when men shall hate you 
when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil for the son of man's sake. And the reason why is because they don't want to completely obey this great man, the, the man is the greatest man who has ever lived and continues to live today up in heaven with his father. And, and they have an issue with some of the things that he commands you to do. And then they get upset that a servant of this great man and great God is trying to correct them. And then they get offended or they, they cause themselves to fall. And the reason why they cause themselves to fall is because they don't want to listen to the correction. So anyway, it says, rejoice ye in that day and leave for joy. For behold, your reward is great in heaven for in like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. Every single prophet uh, offended people, but they didn't do it unrighteously. They did it righteously, and the people got upset because uh, they did not want to be corrected. And then in Luke 6, verse 26, woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. So <laughs> if I'm preaching the truth, then all men and women are not going to speak well of me. This is a good test to see if, the, if who you listen to is a servant of God. Because if everybody likes them, and they're preaching out of the Bible, something's wrong. <laughs> if everybody likes the minister that uh, is, is supposedly preaching out of the word of God, then he is, I can tell you on the authority of, of the scriptures that he is not teaching you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me, Yodevahe. Because right here, the greatest prophet who still lives states here, woe unto you, or danger, or great sorrow unto you, when all men shall speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the what? False prophets. So you certainly have a false prophet or a false minister. If everybody likes them. Nobody can find anything wrong with what they're preaching and everything else. Okay. <laughs> or let's put it this way. That was the wrong thing to say. But they, they all like them. They're not persecuting this individual. Everybody gets along with this individual. So if you have a minister where everybody gets along with them and and uh, they don't have any issues with with um, the minister. Uh, they're not offended at him preaching the Bible. Then obviously that that minister is not a true minister of God. And and if they're prophesying in that context, they're considered a false prophet according to the scripture here in Luke six, verse twenty six. It says, "Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you." I don't expect everyone to speak well of me because the master said so. Because I'm, I'm preaching the truth out the scriptures. Matthew 5, verse 10 to 12. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. So uh, I guess some people try to give me the impression that I'm not blessed for being persecuted for righteousness' sake. But the Bible says that I am blessed. And anyone else is, is preaching like me, they're being blessed for righteousness' sake while they're being persecuted. Uh, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely. And that's another characteristic that, that shepherds and, and ministers and rabbis go through. Uh, people, they, they say lies to them. They, they say things that provoke them to anger, as you're going to see, uh, because they're angry at their message and, and they don't want to comply to the message. And so that's something that I experience a lot as me doing this, you know, going around and teaching. And I've experienced it, and I still experience it today. It's tough. It's tough being a minister. 
And persecuted means to pursue, uh, to um, see what is it to persecute with hostile to follow after with hostile purpose. So that's what means that's what it means to be persecuted for someone to go after you and be told and just they want to be against you and they, they just find something they just want to find anything to be against you. Uh, and he says, blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. And it's for his sake, because if you're preaching the true words out of the Bible, this is going to happen to you. And he says, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Okay. And so all the true prophets of God were persecuted this way. And he says right here in, in John 7, verse 7, the world cannot hate you, but me it hates because I testify it that the works thereof are evil. <laughs> and I experience this. When I try to correct people, they, ooh, they hate me. They hate my guts, and they hate the Father in heaven, and they hate Yeshua because all I do is preach his words. And in John 17, verse 14, I have given them thy word, and the world hated them. That's basically what is going to happen. If you're actually preaching his words, the majority of people are going to hate your guts, all right? Because they're not of the world. See, I'm not of the world. If I was of the world, they would like what I'm saying. But because I'm not of the world, the majority of people in the world are going to hate the message. And Yeshua states here, even as I am not of the world. This is in John 17, verse 14. And in 1 John 3, verse 13, believe me, I don't marvel. I expect it. He says, marvel not, brethren, that the world hates you. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised that most people most people are going to hate your guts. Don't be surprised that you're not respected in your in your country and even in your own family and and, and uh, outside of your family, your, even your spiritual family, your your fellowship. See, the world in the first century hated the Messiah and his followers. In the 21st century, it is the same. But in this evil world, the truth is not popular. If you don't believe me, read Isaiah 59. If someone is offended because you speak the truth. And if you are a minister, or if you're not even a minister, if you're just answering a question and get all upset because you say gay is not okay according to the Bible, then, then you have not sinned. If that person gets offended because you're, you're telling them the truth, that's not sin. You did not sin. They're the ones sinning. Messiah stated his true followers would be persecuted for righteousness' sake. So remember this. When a person is offended because someone is speaking the truth, they are showing they do not love the Torah or, or, or the Bible and his words says, those who love your Torah have great peace. And so, truly, if anyone wants to have to have great peace, simply obey what the Bible says. Then you will. Nothing makes them stumble. And so, these kind of individuals and this few individuals like this, hardly anything makes them stumble because they do the best they can to obey the Bible. All right, so I, I just wanted to point that out because many people are confused about the provoking and the offending, and they think is always the person that has gotten them upset, fault, but it's not, ladies and gentlemen. It really isn't. And then John 6, verse 60, not all the time. John 6, verse 60 to 61, he says, Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear? Because he was saying, You must eat my body and drink my blood. It, and, <laughs> and some of them were asking, and saying, well, do you mean that we need to eat you? And anyway, it, it was hard for them to understand what he was really saying. And so they got offended. They were made 
to or influence to fall or to sin because they couldn't understand what he was talking about. When Jesus or when Yeshua knew in himself that his disciples murmured or they, you know, they were talking about him and murmuring at it, he said it to them, does this offend you? Obviously it did. All right. Now in Luke 11, verse 53 to 54, and, and as he said these things unto them, the scribes and Pharisees began to urge him vehemently and to provoke him to speak of many things laying wait for him and seeking to catch something out of his mouth that they might accuse him. And as a shepherd, I experience this a lot. People try to trap me. They try to get me to say something that they can accuse me falsely of. This is something that a shepherd goes through on a consistent basis. And, and uh, I, I try the best of my ability to avoid it, uh, to be caught in a trap. Of course, Yeshua did it perfectly because, you know, he's, he's Yode Vahe, right? But me, no, you know, sometimes I've been caught, but I try the best I can not to be caught, not to lose control uh, where they could uh, use something against me. And in a lot, in a lot of cases, I hadn't done anything wrong. And they just take one sentence out of what I said and they blow it out of proportion and they try to accuse me of doing something that I didn't do. Um, and that, that happens a lot with me. Okay. And uh, that's what they did with Yeshua and that's what they do with me or any other shepherd. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 29, it says, For I know that after my death, and this is Moses talking to the people, and this is a prophecy, this is a, a now prophecy, uh, you will utterly corrupt yourselves. So he's talking about the people of Israel today are Jews and Christians. Most have utterly corrupted themselves. And turn aside from the way which I've commanded you, and evil will befall you in the latter days. You might as well put 21st century there. Because you will do evil in the sight of the master. In latter days in Hebrews is Acharit Hayamim. Okay, Acharit Hayamim. That means the days before the coming of the Messiah. Because you will do evil in the sight of the Master. And so I'm going to go slow with this so you can understand. Whenever you do evil in the sight of God or any other righteous person that follows God, what you're going to do eventually is provoke them to anger. Okay? And a righteous person is commanded to hate evil. So if you're doing wickedness around a righteous person, they have a right to get angry. And they will get angry because they have the spirit of God in them. And God gets angry at the wicked. And so the person who has his spirit, has his character, is going to also get angry at, at things that are wicked. All right. And so for people who are wise and who want to follow God, if you're around an authority, whether it's your husband the president, a governor, your boss at work, any other authority that's, that you uh, are under, then it's wise not to provoke that authority to anger and do things that you know they don't like. That's just common sense. And it says to provoke him to anger through the work of your hands. Through what, so it's because of your what you do and what you say that they get angry. All right? And then in, in Psalm 97, verse 10, ye that love the Lord hate evil. And so if you truly love the Lord, you're going to hate evil. What's evil? Evil is the opposite of what God commands you to do. And if it's an authority underneath God, then it's the opposite of what they have told you to do that is right or has nothing to do with morality. You know, like, like I, I use the example all the time. If somebody, uh, if you are under an authority and, and that authority wants you to paint the wall red, but you say, no, I want to paint it white. 
but that authority is telling you, hey, I want to paint it red, and you keep on fighting, then what you're going to do eventually is get that individual who's over you, upset at you, and angry at your rebellion, because to be rebellious is being wicked. And that authority is right in being angry at your evil, because God is angry at evil, and he's angry at the wicked every day. Psalm 97, verse 10, it says, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivered them out of the hand of the wicked. And Proverbs 8, verse 13 says, look, one of the ways where you can tell you have the respect of the Lord or you fear the Lord is to hate evil. If you don't hate evil, if you don't, with all your being, try to fight wickedness from yourself and, and, and get away from the evil that may be around you or is around you, then you don't fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogancy, and the evil way. In the forward mouth, do I hate? He hates that. Forward mouth can be cursing calling people names and all that. That, that. that is not of God. Proverbs 8, verse 13. And then Psalm 7, verse 11. God judges the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. He's angry with the wicked every day, folks. And so I'm angry with the wicked every day. All right? Psalm 76, verse 7. Though thou, even though art to be feared and who may stand in thy sight when you are angry? God can get so angry that he, he just gets, and this is in the Old Testament, he just wiped out people. Now, we can't do that. If we're authorities, we can't get angry at people to the point where we wipe out people. But that's when we have to say, okay, this person is just very stubborn. You got to hand him over to God. That's what you do, and he'll take care of it. Proverbs 20, verse 2, it says, The fear of a king is as the roaring of a lion. Who provoketh him to anger sins against his own soul. And, you know, I, I did some studies on this, looked up what the word means and so forth. And that, that word means to incite, to urge or persuade someone to act in a violent or unlawful way. And so that is a sin when you provoke somebody to act in a violent or un, unlawful way. I know this. I experienced this with my dad when my dad, uh, I would not stop doing so. I would talk over him and all that. And that all that did was get him more angry at me and more angry at me. And even though the things he was saying wasn't pleasant, I know I sinned more so than he did because I didn't respect his, his authority. And so the smart person, uh, if they're smart at all, if they're under authority, they will stop trying to provoke that person to anger. And remember, provoke in the Hebrew uh, context here means to incite. Incite means to urge or persuade someone to act in a violent or unlawful way. All right, and that's why it says here the fear of a king is as a roaring of a lion who, provoking him to anger, sins against his own soul. And then there's another scripture that goes hand in hand with this uh, Proverbs, I mean, Psalm chapter 2, Psalm chapter 2, verse 12. It says, kiss the son. And this is the, this is the kind of uh, Yeshua or Jesus that's going to come back, folks. This is going to be his character. Kiss the son that you that not he be angry. And, and that kiss, uh, let me see what that word means real quickly here. Um, looking in the original uh, Hebrew. So kiss means to, let me see, what does it mean here? Still trying to find out what it means. 
experiencing it, not even telling me. Uh, quit with bow. Let's see, I'm not even seeing anything here. Um, let me see. So it means to, to fasten together, okay? Fasten together, range and order, okay? So that's what it means that 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 um, that word, according to what I'm seeing here. So anyway, it, it obviously it's giving indication to be willing to cooperate with the authority as well. Okay, that's got to be what it means as well. And so anyway, to get to my point here, going back to the scripture. And so it says, kiss the son, that not he be angry. Be, in other words, be willing to cooperate with him. And ye perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Okay, and that, and see, the authorities, and you read in Romans chapter 13 and also 1 Peter chapter 2 when it talks about authority. We, we've got to be careful how we act around authorities, whether it's your husband, wives, or whether, uh, uh, is any authorities um, that you have to follow? No matter, it doesn't make a difference what that authority is. You got to be careful how you act, and, and it's a sin for you if you know what gets that authority angry, and you still do those things, and you don't care. You're the one that's sinning, even if he gets upset or angry at, or, or that authority gets angry and upset at you. He's going to blame that on you because what you're doing is urging or persuading that person to act in a violent or unlawful way. That is a sin to do that. Believe me, I learned the hard way dealing with my dad not to do that. <laughs> and I definitely learned that the hard way. So I'm asking each and I'm, I'm pleading with each and every one of you not to learn the hard way about that. Okay, so you, you've got to to control yourself uh, in that situation, ladies and gentlemen. And so uh, this word is also used in other spots uh, in the Bible. Um, I don't think I have time. Uh, the word offend. I'm trying to see if I can find any other. Let me see. I think I can. Um, some examples here. Offend. And so like in, in Daniel 11 verse 41. It's referred to here. He shall enter also into the glorious land, and many countries shall be overthrown. But um, I think the overthrown, I think that's what that's referring to. Yeah, a Hebrew equivalent to H3782. And so to be offended also means to be overthrown. All right. And then um, let me take a look at uh, this is not the Bible, but, but a lot of uh, the apocryphal writings or a good bunch of them anyway follows or supports the scriptures, so that's why I use them, but although I'm going to give you a disclaimer, I don't believe the Apocrypha is scripture, uh, and other scholars don't either. Uh, Sirach 9, verse 5 says, Gaze not on the maid, that thou fall not by those things that are precious in her. See? So fall. So that's what offend me is to, is to fall. And then Sirach 35, verse 15, Do not the tears run down the widow's cheeks, and it's not her cry against him that causing them to fail, fall. And then Sirach 32, verse 15, he that seeketh the law shall be filled there, but the hypocrite will be offended. And so he says the hypocrite will be offended. 
by the Torah. <laughs> it's going to hate the Torah. And it says, the sinner shall be left in his foolishness, but the evil speaker and the proud shall fall. Okay? And so if you're an evil speaker and you're proud, eventually you're going to fall. You're going to fall. God is not going to continue to allow you to act that way. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that uh, you uh, understand what being offended and being provoked is, understand that being offended and provoked is not always your fault. It's not always an individual's fault. And so I've tried to do the best I can to explain that. If you have any other questions about what I taught today, please email me at Kennard, K-E-N-N-A-R-D, at Merciful Servants, with an S at the end, of God.com. You can also go to my Facebook page. You can friend request me if you like. Uh, Kennard, K-E-N-N-A-R-D, Levi, L-E-V-I, Brown, B-R-O-W-N. And I can put you into my Merciful Service of God group page where you have access to uh, unit teachings. I have one unit teaching on the book of Revelation. It's 24 uh, lessons. And then I'm going to be putting some other ones on there. So with that, Ladies and gentlemen, may Yah bless and keep you. And Yah willing, I'll be available to you next week. Shalom. Peace. Malachi chapter 4. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse.